Welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella, and we are recording live on Instagram, as well as recording the podcast. And so for those of you who are just joining us, you can go back to Instagram, Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC, to watch the live video. Um, and I just want to get started. So there's so much to cover and all the things, um, but today we are talking about boundaries as an introduction. Um like I was saying before, I want to separate the different kinds of boundaries into uh, a series and sections. Um, and so just a quick little recap. I had posted or I made a post on Instagram about the different kinds of boundaries and um, just quickly wanted to go over those. Um, so, you know, the first one is uh, physical space. Um, the second one is time. Um we are going to talk a little bit, not today, but, you know, in the future about sexual boundaries, um, your thoughts or intellectual boundaries, and then um, physical space, or no, talked about that as stuff, right? Your items, your extensions of, of who you are and, and what's going on. Um, but what I wanted to, you know, kind of do in terms of the introduction and the way that I've always done it with clients is to really recognize um, like where you end and where someone else begins, right? And so our energetic field is about your arm's length kind of all the way around. And so that's one way to start to think about, um, you know, your boundaries. Um, I, I talk about boundaries a lot um, in general, but especially in a therapeutic sense, really, um, we don't recognize uh, that we live with boundaries all the time. I had gone back to listen to an old version of the podcast and um, it was like right after the pandemic started and, you know, they were talking about like social distancing and masks and, and all these rules and regulations are in fact boundaries, right? Um, as I've been walking around here, uh, there's big, big, huge pieces of land and they are demarcated or, you know, kind of uh, delineated by like hedges and small walls, which are boundaries, right? Uh, there's the adage that uh, good fences make good neighbors. And um, if you've ever lived in like a big wide open space, uh, the ownership of land is usually um, delineated by a fence. And so in Southern Colorado, where my mom used to live, uh, there were um, like barbed wire fences. Um, and here they have uh, like hedges and uh, like rock walls. Some of them are really, really short and some of them are really, really tall. Um, and they're kind of all over, but we think about those as boundaries. And I want you to start to imagine, uh, thinking about a boundary in that way. And sometimes they can be really small and, you know, short boundaries, or they can be really big and, um, you know, very hard and fast boundaries. Um, and, and oftentimes like, you know, with a gate or fence or whatever, there's usually an opening, right? Um, and that is a way for us to start to pay attention to how we set limits, um, especially to those things that, you know, that I was kind of talking about before in terms of, you know, your thoughts, uh, space, energy, time, um, because all of those things are things that we want to protect and keep safe. And when there is someone who crosses our boundaries, like that's a problem, especially when our goal um, is to have relationship, right? To have connection. And um, I've talked a lot about the fact that, you know, codependency is 
doing all these extra things to have connection um, and to get that validation and acceptance from other people. Um, it's curious to me that setting boundaries is such a difficult thing for people to do because we don't even recognize that we aren't having boundaries or that we aren't addressing them in that way. Um, and when I start to work with clients on setting boundaries, a lot of times uh, they struggle with just saying, you know, whatever boundary they want to have. Um, and a lot of times it's it's with people they are close to, right? People in our lives that we have relationships with and, um, and want to maintain relationships with. Those are the people that we want to set boundaries with um, that are kind of flexible or that shorter wall. Um, a lot of times when we are ending a relationship, we want to be done. Like we, we set a big wall where it was like, I will cut you off. And I've talked before about, you know, my, my behavior in the past is to like light things on fire and just be like, fuck it, we're done. Um, I try not to do that anymore. I try to communicate my boundaries and needs ahead of time. Um, but they really are, you know, your boundaries are born from your needs. Uh, and oftentimes we don't even know what our needs are. Um, especially, being codependent for myself, like I recognize that it's taken me a while to figure out one, that I have needs and two, that I can express them to other people. I think I shared before um, on one, one platform or another that the Airbnb host had mentioned, like, you're such a great guest because you don't have any needs. You don't need anything. Um, and I took it as a compliment. And then I recognized that that wasn't a compliment. Like he meant it as a compliment, but it, it um, being the kind of human that I am and being raised the way that I was, um, I just took care of my own needs. It was just easier. And so I didn't like have them. Um, but now I'm starting to recognize as I continue to love myself better and really um, sit in the space of the human being that I am, I do have needs. Um, and being able to express them is important. And once I recognize that I have them, then being able to set a boundary is a lot easier for me today. Um, and also to recognize that when someone else sets a boundary, uh, it is not, it is not a me problem. <laughs> it is somebody saying like, this is the, the space or time that I have available. And, um, I've talked before and, and when my sister was on the podcast, um, before the badass board, uh, badass bipolar, uh, that was one of my other sisters she and I had talked a lot about how we honor each other's boundaries and we express them differently now. And part of that relationship has been to, you know, ask for things like, you know, do you have the space or capacity to talk with me? Um, my sister is an amazing human being who is really good at recognizing what her needs are and communicating those. Um, and it took me a long time for me to recognize um, that when I was low energy or I didn't have the capacity that she would call and I would answer the phone and then I would jump into like trying to fix it because that was my role forever. Um, now we have this communication style where she asks if I have space and then sometimes she'll just tell me like I just need to vent or I need your feedback or I have a funny story because she always tells me really funny stories. Um, but that is a boundary, right? To recognize like, do you have the space or capacity to be able to connect with me right now? And so she's asking about like, if I have the energetic space, if I have the time to kind of sit and give her half an hour, um, if I 
you know, am in a, a place to be able to like listen and participate with her. Um, she's really good at that. And with clients, I have them really do an inventory of their own capacity and to figure out if they have the space or uh, the desire to connect with somebody else. Um, oftentimes when we are in long-term relationships, and so, you know, I've talked a lot about like family, but even, you know, like work relationships or whatever, um, rarely is your boss going to be like, hey, can you stay blah, blah, blah time? Sometimes they just have the expectation, especially if you have been doing it for so long, they just expect that like you're going to stay later, or you're going to do the extra things. And so being aware of your own capacity of like, I actually don't have time to stay late today. I have an appointment or I have something else to do. That's going to be your responsibility to communicate that. Um, and then really recognize that they're going to have feelings about it or do whatever. Um, I used to work in a, a temporary staffing agency. And so uh, we would take turns being on call every other weekend. And that was really difficult because it would extend my week. Um, but I got to the place where, you know, if at a certain point, and we worked with companies that were 24 hours, um, you know, I would leave the phone on, I would do what I needed to do. But, um, you know, at, at a certain point, then <laughs> once Monday came, I was like, cool, I am not on call anymore. You were on call. But that was a set a boundary. Like, I was on call through the weekend. And then come Monday, then we'd switch. Um, but really recognizing, like, what that time boundary meant to me, having my weekends became something I cherished. Having my time off became something I was really grateful for. Um, and then I wanted to protect it, right? So then I would set up these things where once we got a third person, I was like, yes, I get two weeks where I don't have to be on call. Um, when we have long-term relationships that we invest a lot of ourselves into, those boundaries become kind of blurry and we don't have the same awareness of where I end and where you start. Um, and so we challenge you to really start to think about those relationships that you're in, especially when there's a, a significant emotional investment. Um, when you start to set those boundaries, it's going to take time to be able to um, really recognize where you end and where somebody else starts. And in new relationships, you know, we're pumped with oxytocin, we're pumped with all those, you know, pheromones and really exciting things. And, you know, we want to spend all our time with that person. Um, and then <laughs> after, you know, some time happens and certainly depending on, on your um, orientation of uh, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or whatever, like a lot of times you're going to want to take some space and that feels uncomfortable, right? We're like, I really love you and I love spending time with you and I love all this time that we're spending, but also I have no energy now and I have left all the dishes and I cannot get, you know, things done. So I'm going to need to take some space from you. And being able to do that in a kind way is like, hey, I really have enjoyed this last three weeks. It's been awesome, but I need to take some space to take care of my stuff. And that is a boundary that you set and manage for yourself. Um, when things are maybe a little routine and, you know, normal and, you know, we're, we're in the same bathroom brushing our teeth before we go to bed or whatever, um, there may get to a place of like irritation where you're like, can we not right now <laughs> with the, you know, that thing that you do when you gargle and you get shit all over the mirror. Um, it is important to really recognize like there's a kind way to say that. And the first thing is to be aware of like, your need to have a clean mirror, right? And so I want you to start to think about the relationships that you have where maybe the boundaries have gotten a little lax or you're not communicating your needs and you're building up resentment. 
So, you know, one of the things that I've talked about, especially with codependency, is when we are doing extra things, oftentimes other people aren't asking us to do them, we're just doing them. Um, or they have come to expect us to do these extra things. And, you know, we have gotten in the, this routine of like, I don't want people to feel uncomfortable, mad, disappointed, or bugged with me. So I'm just going to keep doing the thing. When we set a boundary or start to set boundaries with people, especially if they're not used to us having them, there will be feelings. Okay. Um, but I do want you to start to recognize that totally okay. And, you know, as we've had these conversations now for weeks, um, you know, one of the things that I talk about a lot is that external validation, not as helpful, internally recognizing that you have needs, internally recognizing what your feelings are and allowing yourself to have them makes it a lot easier than to recognize I get resentful when someone else is always expecting me to do XYZ thing and I don't have enough time, space or energy for myself, right? Um, I've talked a lot about the fact that I'm, uh, I'm not a hugger. Um, and having someone in my space is something that I get really overwhelmed and frustrated by. Um, having the wee dog, she first thing in the morning will like jump on top of me and start licking my face and licking my hands. Um, and I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, we work on really making sure that if she's up and ready that I have to, I have to get up and let her outside. That is what I can control. She is a dog. She does not understand that it is not my favorite thing to be licked in the face first thing in the morning. Um, small children don't necessarily understand that you are an extrovert or an introvert and you, you know, have had your capacity or fill of other humans. And so they're going to want to come and, you know, sit on your lap and touch your face and do all the things. Like it is up to us to start to model what our limits and boundaries are. Now, all of that is in a positive, healthy relationship where you can communicate your needs. If those were all the relationships you were having, you wouldn't need to watch this podcast. But unfortunately, you know, the, the, the reason that people kind of seek out ways of managing themselves differently is when things are not going well, specifically in changing dynamics of relationships. Um, and so those relationships can be familial. Those relationships can be... Um, personal or uh, intimate partner relationships, um, what I know to be true is things change over time, right? And I've said that often because they do. And as you become more self-aware, as you become uh, better at managing and taking care of yourself, as you become aware that you have these needs or you have these feelings, communicating those boundaries to other people then becomes your responsibility. Now, your boundaries are something that you manage and what other people do is their business, right? It's kind of difficult to think about the fact that I am going to say to you, you know, this is my boundary as things change or even just having the awareness, right? Um, side story, I'm getting ready to go home and I'll probably be staying with my daughter for a little bit. And I, she's so good at like recognizing her time boundary and her space boundary and all of those things. So she said, mom, I want to have this conversation, but can you give me a deadline as to when we can, you know, kind of process this further? And I was like, okay, February 1st. Um, so she has been able to kind of process and think about what her limits are. And so she came back and said, like, I would be willing to have you in my space for a limited amount of time. And then we can talk about compensation later. Totally fine. 
um, I think I've mentioned before, maybe not, when she and I went um, to Hawaii in 2018 for her graduation, um, she sat down with me and like had a whole conversation about her expectations on the trip. And it was like, if you want, if you need time and space by yourself, if you're feeling overwhelmed, anxious, you know, annoyed, be able to communicate those things, which is really, she's so good at being able to say like, this is what my needs are. And even if you don't know what your needs are, like being able to communicate them or come with curiosity or questions. Um, so she's really trained me on being aware of myself so that I can communicate those needs. Um, so anyway, she says like, you know, limited amount of time, uh, we'll talk about compensation. And I was like, all of that, I totally agree with and, uh, recognize that I don't have an income right now. So that gives me time to then, you know, get an income, whatever. So got off the phone with her. I felt really good about the conversation. And then I, you know, kind of had some feelings about it. I was like, all right, but I didn't have to process them with her because she was just expressing her limits and needs. Um, having an accountability buddy is so important because then you have someone that you, like I said, have said in the past, you load up with facts, you load up with information. And even if they haven't known you your whole life, like they know your stories, they know your coping skills, they know your past versions of you that are like, remember that time when you were like 25 and that was not a good idea? Or you have to be more kind and compassionate to the 10 year old version of yourself because that's who's showing up right now. Um, so anyway, talked to my accountability buddy. We kind of processed it a little bit. Um, and then my daughter came back this morning and said, hey, I went into like my project manager kind of space and I realized that I might have been a little bit short with you um, and, you know, really fact based and wasn't very emotional. I love that she said that because she is self-aware enough to recognize what she does. I did not feel any kind of way about the way that she communicated that, but she came back, took ownership and said, I just want you to know that in the future, I'll, like, I'll work on being more cognizant and aware of your feelings about these things. Um, what I loved about that interaction is I was able to process my feelings with my business, with my accountability buddy and my really good friend, who, you know, we laughed and we joked and we were like, oh, well, that was weird. Um, but then my daughter came back and had her own feelings about it. Not necessarily about me, but definitely had me in mind. And then kind of came back and said, hey, I acknowledge that this was a thing. So that's an ideal version of how to set a boundary. Um, and she, again, she's exceptional at communicating those things. But when we are in relationship and we want to maintain relationship, right? That's a really important piece is to be aware of what version of you is setting those boundaries. And if the goal is to maintain the relationship, to come back to the person and acknowledge, this is where I was coming from. This is my feeling. And I'm acknowledging, you know, that you may have had feelings about that. And then it offers an opportunity for dialogue. When we want to maintain a relationship and when we want to communicate effectively, that awareness is what's important. Not managing, not controlling, not manipulating, but awareness, right? To come in and say, okay, I recognize that you had set a boundary with me last night and I, I need to pay attention to what that is. Um, though, <laughs> ideal, that's a perfect scenario, right? Work boundaries, really great way to practice that. Um, stranger boundaries are like a little bit easier. And we'll talk about that when we get to like the sexual boundaries, which will be not today. Um, and 
it's important to recognize that when a relationship changes, when the dynamic is no longer, we want to maintain this relationship, but, you know, with respect, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, <laughs> don't say fuck off or do. Um, but when you want to terminate or change a, a relationship, setting those boundaries is going to be a process. It is not going to be easy. And part of that awareness is what is it about me that wants to set a limit of access to my resources, my time, my energy, my body, um, my stuff, right? When we want to end a relationship, it's important to really recognize why you want to set the boundary and how to do that, honoring yourself, right? Loving yourself through that process. As we have continued to work on these dynamics here in these conversations, I have said oftentimes, you have to love you first so that you're not seeking that external validation. They're not seeking those other people to love you in the way that you expect to be loved. You have to be able to give that to you first. And so when you set that boundary, it is going to be important to reassert yourself and be like, it is not okay for you to call me. I do not want to have communication with you right now, and I need you to respect that, right? It's it's an interesting time we live in right now where you can just, like, block somebody, um, which in a lot of ways is probably the kindest thing to do um, because sometimes people just keep coming back and they're like, how about now? How about now? And that doesn't feel good for our healing process. Um, and so when you want to be able to detach from someone in a way that is best for you. I'm not even going to say kind to them because sometimes people will take your kindness and weakness and they will continue to come for you. They will continue to cross that boundary over and over and over until you are very, very clear or you napalm the whole shit and you're like, you know, now, now you don't have access to me. Um, the challenging piece is to love yourself through that process. And oftentimes we have a hard time detaching from relationships that no longer serve us because of the emotional investment. So I do want you to start to think about when things have ended and it was up to someone else, we feel a certain type of way, right? We hold on to the meaning that we have made. And especially if we have invested a lot of ourselves into these other relationships, we invest our whole self oftentimes into specifically intimate partner relationships, but also into friendships and with time, things change. And so sometimes those relationships don't meet us or serve us in the same way. An example, I had a really close friend. We were friends in graduate school. And uh, she was going to move to a different state. And, uh, you know, we were used to, like, having happy hour together and doing all these things. And I was really having a hard time with the separation. Um, so I, I kept saying, like, we've got to schedule your your happy hour. And she was like, I really don't want one. And I heard her <laughs> consciously. Uh, but I was like, no, but we really do need to do this. And um, finally, she just ended up like leaving without like letting the rest of us know, which was really hard for me. Um, but what I recognize now is I wasn't listening to her boundary. I wasn't listening to her. No, she did not want to have a celebration of leaving because it was a hard transition for her. And even though it was a hard transition for me, I wanted to make more of it than she was ready to do. And it, it makes me emotional to think about it because I really did value that friendship. Um, but I think oftentimes when we have breakups and we are the ones initiating the separation, 
Um, you know, it's really, it's really easy for me to just cut somebody off. Um, but if I've had a significant emotional investment in someone, um, I want to do that now with kindness. I want to do that now with like, look, I really valued all the time that we spent together, but I don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't serve me or where I'm going. And with my own awareness of who I am and where I am today, I want to be able to do that with kindness and love. Um, but I need you to hear me, right? I need you to recognize that texting every day, even though it's something we've done for a long time, does not work for me. I need you to recognize that you calling me and saying good morning and good night does not work for me if I have said to you, like, we're not doing this anymore, right? And oftentimes, again, people are going to have their feelings. They're going to feel resentful. They're going to feel hurt. They're going to want to hold on very, very tightly. Um, and it is going to be up to you to manage your boundary. We cannot control what other people do. Other people are going to behave in the ways that they behave from their own programming that has nothing to do with you. Except that if you have let them cross the boundary multiple times, they are expecting you to have that revolving door of, oh, you didn't mean that, right? Like, we're just kidding. Like, we're going to keep doing this. No, we're really done. Um, I had a, a relationship end a couple of years ago. And, uh, he did a good job at first because I wasn't initiating and I wasn't answering. Um, but then he, he kind of kept coming back and, uh, you know, he'd wait a couple weeks or whatever. And then he'd send that, I miss you text. Or he'd be like, I just, I was thinking about you. Um, I had to have several conversations with him at a certain point, And I had to say, I need you to understand that this breakup and this relationship ending is about me. It is about where I am and what is going on with me. And I need you to hear me when I tell you, I do not need a good morning text. I do not need you to, I mean, if you're thinking about me, that's fine. I don't need you to reach out because it is not helping me. It's not kind to my journey, which is about my healing. Okay. That is a thought because I haven't heard from him in a while, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but that's a relationship challenge that we go through often, right? When we are in toxic relationships or un unhelpful relationships, not even toxic, just like unhelpful relationships that we want to create ending to, it is going to be our responsibility to manage our boundaries and to follow through. So you can set a boundary. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want you to text me. I don't want you to connect with me. And then also, if you continue to do these things, then I'm going to have to go to the next level. I don't like to have to block people, but I will. I don't like to have to tell you to fuck off, but I will. And then you have to, like, you're going to have to, some people will kind of push and be like, how about now? Um, it's going to be your responsibility to do that. Right. The same is going to be true with other relationships, not just intimate partner relationships, but like family members or people that you know, continue to push your boundary and be like, hey, but can you stay late today? Hey, but can you come over uh, just like one more time? Just like, you know, to do, you know, do this extra thing for me. No, I can't. And then you have to like not do it. Like that's the part that is hard because I cannot stay late. I do not have the time to go. I will not be participating in that extra thing that you want me to do. And then you got to not do it because if you cross your own boundary, you are continuing to reinforce for them that you don't have any. Sit with that for a second. It feels gross, but it's true. 
right? If you're like, I don't want to stay late. It pisses me off. I, you know, whatever. And then you do. Well, you're the one who's pissed off. Like you're the one who's bugged. You're the one who has to deal with the emotional consequences of following through on something you said you weren't going to do. And the other person is just winning. Like they're just like, bonus, got to do it again. They may not even think about it that way. They just may see you as the person who does that. The person who stays late, the person who does that extra thing. Oh, so-and-so will do it. Like, it'll be fine. I also want you to think about it in terms of the friend capacity, right? Like somebody will call you with their emergency and be like, hey, I totally forgot that, you know, I didn't pick up or had to pick up a thing or do whatever. Like their crisis or emergency then becomes your crisis and emergency if you allow that to be. But if your time and your space and your energy and your car and your money and all of that is something that you value as a resource that you worked really hard for, it's going to be up to you to manage, maintain that, right? It's going to be up to you to be like, no, you cannot borrow my car. No, I will not pick you up from the bar. No, I cannot, you know, do that extra thing that you always come to me at the last minute with. No, I will not let you in 20, lend you 20 bucks. No, I will not, you know, do these things. It does get easier to set the boundary. And oftentimes people think of boundaries as no. But I've kind of switched it to be like your yes budget is also a boundary. Recognizing that your yes can be something that you set up ahead of time and recognize what you have the budget for or capacity for. That was a lot of information, <laughs> a lot of stories, all the things. Um, so I will be coming back. The series is going to be about boundaries. We will talk about each specific boundary um, in the next few weeks. And I hope that that kind of helps at least to start orienting your brain to what that looks like and how to do it. Um, if you have questions, definitely uh, connect with me here. You can reach me on lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. Um, I am putting things on TikTok. I am putting things here. I'm putting things all over the world. Um, but I, I want to have this conversation because it's the next step in after you are feeling good about loving yourself better and recognizing you have needs and recognizing where your limits are, this is how to communicate that in an effective way so that you can maintain the relationships that you want to have in the best way possible, right? Again, loving you better first. That is where all of this starts. That is where all of this, it's the foundation for continuing to grow and evolve and have the quality of relationships that you want to have and not those relationships that are soul-sucking, that continue to drain your energy, that continue to make you angry or feel ways that you don't want to feel about yourself. Honoring yourself first is the best way to do that. Setting up your boundaries and limits is the best way for you to do that. So, those are your nuggets for today. Um, I'll be back in a week. We'll be in Italy. That's really exciting. I don't even know where to start with all of that. Um, but I have to figure out the time zone, all the things. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, continue to like, share, follow, do all the things and have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. All right. We are ending the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, we are LX2 Codependency Coaching. You heard all the ways to get a hold of me if you'd like to do that. And I will be back in a week. Take care.